You are now listening to The Fighter Hayabusa Show. Welcome, everyone. My name is Mascara de Fuego, and welcome to The Fighter Hayabusa Show. As always, I'm accompanied by... Chupa Kick. Great, Puma. Thanks for listening, everybody. How are you guys doing tonight? Really good. Pretty great. Awesome. All right, so quickly, I want to jump into it. Item one tonight... Rey Mysterio has announced that he will be taking on Jushin Thunder Liger at the New Japan show in Long Beach. Pretty awesome, you guys. Such a surprise um, when we were watching the uh, New Beginning. And then that came on at the intermission. And uh, yeah, I I marked out pretty hard because it was not on my radar. Uh, Nice surprise. Really nice surprise. Yeah, it's going to be great to see him live, see them both live. Dream come true. Does it does it surprise you that, you know, after the Royal Rumble, they, they talked a lot about him possibly just signing with the WWE. Does it surprise you that he went this route instead? I think he realizes that um, he could reach more people with staying on the independence i think there's more freedom for him and i and i take that back not more people because we all know wwe is the biggest audience but as far as uh it's such a vacuum you know what i mean but yeah. by saying independent he gets to reach the japanese audience which you know i don't know if they've had the uh, a good chance to experience him i thought the crowd pop uh during the announcement was indicative of how well he's gonna do um I think he's just at the part point of his career where he just is, I have all these options. Let me pursue whatever I can. It's probably his dream matchup. Yeah. And I, I would go, go ahead. ahead. I would say that he and Jericho are, are definitely paving the way just for, for wrestlers of that stature to just do what they want and go where they want. And uh, new Japan definitely is the place to be. Yeah, I was racking my brain trying to remember if these two guys had wrestled in WCW, but I wasn't able to remember uh, a specific match between the two of them. But regardless, I think that this is a pretty good uh, career move for him, you know, kind of going reverse Jericho since, you know, Jericho went WWE, then New Japan. And, you know, we see us seeing Rey Mysterio at the Royal Rumble and now jumping to New Japan. Um, I'm curious to I'm curious if it'll be a one shot or if it'll be uh, a regular thing, honestly. I think it'll be like Jericho's deal where he may or may not feud with Naito later on. So Ray will probably do a few more uh, matches down the road, just not on a full-time type of thing. Do you... Um, uh, the only thing I'm really curious about is if... If this kind of offsets Jericho being on this card as well... Or do you still see Jericho part of this card? I have no idea. I mean, honestly, I, I um, not to be a negative Nelly, but for me, I, I just want to see New Japan stars. I mean, Jericho would be great, and that's a good get for, for New Japan, but the, the show's already sold out. The interest is there already. Yeah, absolutely. So Ray and Jericho are just like icing on the cake. It's like that thing sold out before any match was mentioned. So that says everything. Yeah, and it doesn't really look like they're going to be adding a second night as I was hoping they would do. But 
It looks like they're just going to have a pretty stacked card in March. So let's move right. on to um, item number item number two tonight, um, which was the WWE announced on Monday that Alexa Bliss will defend the Raw Women's title in an Elimination Chamber match against Mickey James, Sasha, Bailey, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, um, happening at the February twenty fifth uh, pay per view. That also sets up Nia Jax taking on Asuka with the stipulation that if Nia beats Asuka, she will get added to Asuka's title match at WrestleMania. Any thoughts on these uh, on these announcements from Monday? I think it's cool that they're starting to treat um, the women's division as just as same as the men introducing Elimination Chamber right after the uh, Royal Rumble. I'm just, after the Royal Rumble, the whole... Um, one, the Rousey situation kind of detracted attention. So it already put the wind out of my sails. So I don't know. The I'm not terribly excited about Elimination Chamber. I think it's very cool and um, good for Mickey James getting in there. But I don't know. I don't know if like they take the right steps with women's division, but then ultimately it's disappointing. My thing is, is as much as I want to see Nia win it, I also want to see Asuka win it as well. Um, but for WrestleMania, I think it's time that we just have a one-on-one uh, women's division title match. I agree. If that oh. makes sense. The, but the, in your opinion, Mascara, what would be the best match possible in the women's division for Asuka? I don't think it's Alexa Bliss. I, I honestly, I'm going to agree with you there. I don't think it's Alexa Bliss. Uh, I don't think it's anyone on the roster uh, when it comes to Raw. I think your money match would be Charlotte, which means that Asuka would have to, you know, jump ship to SmackDown, which maybe it's time to do that. I think she's spent a little bit of time on Raw and kind of gone through them. And if you're not going to put that title on her, maybe it's time for her to switch where she can actually have you know, other decent matches with Charlotte, with Becky, um, with uh, Natalia. Uh, so I, I'm leaning more towards that way. W- what that sets up for with the Raw Women's title, maybe Nia versus Alexa. But, you know, I mean, it's it's just another match, and it's just another match we've seen. And then I want about what do you do with Bailey and, and Sasha Banks? Because I'm pretty sure their fan base wants to see them have their WrestleMania moment too. Do get do they get thrown into like some six person tag or some five way match? You know what I mean? Usually, like they usually do to the woman every year. Well, you know, it's I, I was thinking about this because we're starting to fill up this card really fast. If you have two championship matches between the women, and you potentially have Ronda Rousey you know, taking on, you know, possibly Steph in a tag team match. That's already three matches there. I would like to see them do, you know, a match between the two of them with Sasha going heel. But I I have a feeling that you're right. I think they're going to go with a multi-woman match just to get more bodies on the card, honestly. Especially with the new factions. Especially with the new factions, absolutely. The, The one thing I'm concerned about with... You know, it, it's great that the that the women got the Royal Rumble match, and it's great that they're getting the Elimination Chamber match. 
but I, I'm I'm hoping that that division doesn't suffer like the men's division suffers by having so many of these big matches back to back to back. You know, you go from the Rumble to Elimination Chamber to WrestleMania. You know, I don't want I don't want the the division to suffer from fatigue with so many of these big big matches happening so frequently. Right. I mean, they already blew their load with uh, Oscar Bailey and then Oscar Sasha. I mean, those are two matches that could have been used later on down the road, possibly even headlining pay-per-views. So I hope they stash them in their back pocket for uh, later, and much later, I mean. But I think they use those matches to the build, to carry on the momentum from Women's Royal Rumble, because I think um, there's a lot of new fans that might have come from Royal Rumble, so you have to show mainstream and core fans hey the women can go too so i I get why they have strong matches right afterwards whether they can continue this streak i don't know um has have have women done hell in a cell yet yeah last year so i guess that's um i guess in terms of big pay-per-view matches uh elimination chamber royal rumble i think you know it's a pretty good run so far you know they did money in the bank as well last year right so I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain on what's left to do. <laughs> Just not that um, the bamboo... The, no, <laughs> the Punjabi prison match. The Punjabi <laughs> prison match. <laughs> please. Uh, or, or please no. Um, so uh, let's, let's move on to um, the next item. Um, the Miz has signed a four-year contract with the WWE. Uh, the news comes off of the heels of uh, the announcement that Miz and Maurice are also getting their own reality show on the USA Network. Um, I got to say, this kid has been pretty much a staple of the WWE for years now. Um, and he seems like they're one of their big utility players going forward. He deserves it. And I'm glad that he's beginning to get that... Uh just that veteran cornerstone respect that the fans, you know, give people who have been around for the long time, paid their dues, uh, are serviceable workers. But yeah, he's, he's top five on the mic, no doubt. So he deserves everything he gets right now. With, with them, you know, with, with them moving away from Brock Lesnar, possibly after I'm, I'm just going to assume that Roman Reigns is going to WrestleMania, taking on Brock Lesnar, takes the title off of Brock. Do you see Miz moving into more of a main event picture? I mean, he does have wins over Roman Reigns, which could set up, you know, post-WrestleMania matches for him. Um, I do, but I, I, I don't mind. But it's nothing that gets me excited. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't sense the excitement, I you know, but I, I feel like it's a natural progression for this guy because, um, you know, he's been a decent utility player and, and, you know, his match qualities have definitely gotten better over the years. Um, yeah, I just wish he would uh, just lay into his kicks more. If you're going to do Daniel Bryan kicks, then, uh, you know, put a little stink on it, you know? <laughs> just mean it. They're, they're, yeah, they're still a little soft. I don't know, bugs. um so the next item i have is uh jason jordan was written off of tv on monday to have neck surgery that should probably keep him out of wrestlemania um where do you think he would have gone in regards to wrestlemania if he would have been on the card 
I don't know. I think you mentioned uh, on our last podcast that he was initially going to be feud feuding with uh, Seth, right? Yeah. You know, the the more after we talked about that, the more I kept thinking that I wonder if they would have gone or it would have been too early to go with Kurt Angle versus Jason Jordan. Well, where I don't know where their story was heading. I mean, were they uh, were they having static? Were they, you know? You know, the static was obviously more so with Rollins, but you know, Kurt definitely was in the middle of everything at that point. You know, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just wasn't a uh, a fan of the character. I I really like his work in the ring, Jason Jordan. But um, yeah, right now I I just don't. I don't care about him enough. <laughs> yeah, I was harsh. hoping. I, I, I'm kind of hoping that what they were heading towards was us actually caring about the character by turning him heel and turning against his dad and Rollins and that sort of thing. But I guess we're going to have to put that on the back burner until um, he heals from this neck surgery. I, I think the, if anything, the best uh, treatment for his character would be just to let him go in the ring. And, and uh, gain fans by having great matches because I think he could. I think he's probably a good solid fifteen to twenty minutes if he if he wanted to be, depending on who he's with. And I think that would gain um, his popularity. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get where WWE was going with the soap opera thing. Um, I, you know, it's too bad because they have they have these stupid angles sometimes and it totally ruins the athlete because you can tell he has potential but god my god i do not care about his parenthood real or otherwise it's the stupidest thing ever yeah i i have a feeling that that was going to end up leading to them revealing that it was a complete ruse i mean that's uh, the only way that i can see them getting out of it not that it's a good idea either way and not that you know they they chose the right guy to be his quote-unquote son but they could just potentially go with the fact that him and Graves were pulling a ruse the whole time. So item four, Triple H has, actually this is uh, item five actually, uh, Triple H has taken over 205 Live from Vince McMahon. Uh, the show has shifted back to kind of a w, uh, the CWC feel, focusing on the match quality over a, gimmick, a gimmicky show that you know, was more focused on when Enzo Amore was around. Uh, this week's show showcased Roderick Strong beating Hideo Itami to advance in the tournament. Have you guys been keeping up with 205 Live in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I caught a few. But, you know, all my favorites didn't win, so I was a little bitter. What would you think about that match with uh, Hideo and, uh, and Strong? Uh, I thought it was really good. And uh, just Roddy is, is world class, as is Atami. But again, you know, I, I'm in a, a Hideo Atami slash Kenta mark. And, uh, you know, since my guy didn't win, I'm salty. <laughs> One star. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, wh what do you feel about the addition of uh, Drake Maverick so far? He's he was tailor made for WWE as far as uh, a character concerned, but I, I don't I'm not familiar with his work as far as in ring, you know. So you'd have to tell me. I mean, 
from what I remember watching Impact, I, I know that he was, you know, like I had mentioned before, he he's definitely a good, he was a good combination to e- EC3. Um, in regards to this role now, I really have enjoyed him kind of taking the reins of this show. Even so much breaking down the whole, uh, uh, breaking down uh, Drew Gulak, um, you know, in regards to his his current gimmick, which you know I kind of like the PowerPoint presentation, but I like the fact that he's kind of trying to rein things back in to a more mat based kind of show, which you know it's why I enjoyed the CWC. Well, I, I still do, and he made a good point. I do want to see the Drew Gulak that made his name and evolve. And the Drew like that, uh, you know, t- took Zack Sabre Jr. to the limit in the tournament. Um, he's a good wrestler, and I hope they showcase him uh, in the coming weeks. He just has to grow that beard back. He looks goofy without the beard. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, it suits his character so well now, though. Right? So cl- clean cut. Yeah, and then... Um, you know, with him being general manager, though, um, I think it's perfect because he's the character. And so he could just tie in all the athletes together where they don't have to overextend themselves because that's not their strength. And so they could just be wrestlers and then he'll be the WWE part of the show, if that makes sense. Sure. I, I think it was a good change for the show, and I think that the, the show needed it. You know, I, I think we all saw the potential of what this show could have been and what it has been has been just bad. You know, I would go weeks weeks upon weeks without watching this show, um, but I have to say these last two weeks I've really been watching it religiously. All right, so let's move on. And lastly, um, New Japan had their new beginning show from Osaka this early this morning. Um, I kind of wanted to focus on like the last four matches, uh, predominantly, um, starting off with, uh, Naito taking on Yoshihashi. Now, the only reason why I wanted to touch base on this match, because I feel like this was probably the best match I've actually seen out of Yoshihashi, um, since I've gotten back into New Japan for the last year or so. Um, so I, I thought he, uh, he really stepped it up and looked really competitive against Naito. Did you guys watch that match? Uh, yeah, and and I think uh, the fact that he had to be defeated with two Destinos uh, said it all. What do you think, Chupa? Did you watch that match as well? Uh, yeah, Yoshihashi is not my favorite, so um, I just kind of tuned in towards the end to see uh, Naito. To me, I, I don't know, the parts I saw, I thought it was all Naito carrying that match. And and to be uh, fair to anybody who's listening that doesn't follow Chupa Kick, I, I you'll you realize that this is a statement based on the fact that Yoshihashi is 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 not hot to her. So <laughs> yeah, she gives zero fucks about his matches because it's not a sexy con. It's a it's actually a sexy yeah, contest. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's only one half sexy, uh, and that that half being Naito, and then there's Yoshihashi and. Yeah, Shut up. No. Shut up, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, to, you know, to, to Chupa's point, you know, I, I never gravitated to his character. I never saw anything in his matches that was like, oh, okay, you know, he's got, he's, he's good or whatever. He just seemed just, you know, another body in, 
in in uh, in chaos that they can just kind of put in these multi-man tag team matches. So when I saw that this match was on the card, I'm like, all right, you know, I, I know that they've been building towards it. I'll, I'll watch it. Let's see. But I got to say, I was actually impressed by his his performance in this match. No, I think he could go, but I, I think it's like it's just yeah, it's just him, his character. Um, you know, it's like, what are you, Monkey King? Are you karate expert? Are you demigod? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't he's understand. not horrible at all. He's not bad. He's a, he's a solid worker. He, his G one matches are always solid, but. Um, does he come off like a wrestling genius? Uh, do you gravitate towards his, his, his character, like you said? No, you don't. Not really. And uh, but I don't mind him. But yeah, I, I would argue it's arguable that this is uh, probably one of his top five matches in his career. So, Greg Puma was it Yoshihashi that you were saying he should just wrestle with the mask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please put a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> it might be more compelling. I'm just saying. <laughs> so let's move on to the to the next match, which was the junior heavyweight championship match between Takahashi and Osprey. This was a good match. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I would have put it up there with like a match of the year candidate if my guy won, but since Hiromu didn't, uh, again I'm salty, so I I can't put it up there. I always drop things, uh, so to speak, a few stars when my guy doesn't win. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys really uh, better? But the match was bananas. Did you guys watch the contract signing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, I gotta say, I, I haven't laughed that hard at a press conference in a long time. That was pretty good stuff. And good for Will for uh, you know. He put himself over, but he also put Hiromu over at the same time, which is what you, you want. And I thought that was cool. And um, I also like the uh, the pre-match hype package with the cat just narrating uh, <laughs> the events of their feud. So funny. So amazing. <laughs> yeah, for me, I got to say, this this was probably my favorite match of the card, honestly. Um, we'll, we'll get to the the rest of the card, but I, I feel like this this one really I gravitated more towards than the other ones. Um, the next match was Evil taking on Goto for the Never Openweight uh, title. What'd you guys think about this one? I thought it was um, kind of plotting at first. I thought it, it took a while. And no, it's not the hotness factor, you two. But <laughs> I thought it took, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I thought it took a little bit of time, you know, in my opinion, to, to get really interesting. Um, but, you know, it was a decent match. Evil always has great matches. Goto always has great matches. Whether Was it a really great matchup of them? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I feel like most, uh, that's never wait, right? Yeah. Usually those matches are brutal, and they start off brutal, and then they start off with, with hard slaps of the face and all that type thing. And, and they did go to the power moves early, but... Um, yeah, it definitely picked up near the end. So I liked the match. I didn't love it. Um, I think I was more distracted by by Goto's uh, giant Buddhist prayer beats. Like I, I I noticed him when he was walking out, and I'm like, and I said, "This is gonna come into play, didn't yeah, I?" Yeah. And then uh, and then they did. It was like full on, like one of the main things in the match. And then I started thinking about um, when Goto. Did, 
gathered his chi before his kick, and then he kicked him, and then uh, Evil sold the shit out of that. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And then, then I started thinking about, and I tweeted this, the necklace would be the perfect counter to uh, Izuka's uh, iron hand that iron finger and it's like i want to see that so oh god no <laughs> i i couldn't help again I, I would rate this match higher god i keep interrupting you i'm sorry uh if if my guy won but again i couldn't help but think of sa- salty chocolate balls with those things honestly oh, yeah. <laughs> i was like god those look delicious i just i just want them to take a bite mid-match <laughs> sweaty balls (laughs) and lastly chupa we had okada defending the iwgp heavyweight championship against sonata so new japan broke my heart um i went in like oh yeah they're not gonna give it to sonata and it was like a roller coaster they're not gonna give it to sonata oh shit are they gonna give it to sonata no way they're not gonna give it to sonata Fuck you guys! You didn't get it to Sonata. <laughs> four yeah, four man. stages of uh, Okada <laughs> playing your emotions. <laughs> Pissed me off. Uh, another good sign of, of a great match, and in, in how you can tell New Japan is playing on our heartstrings is that when we uh, we'll touch each other's palms, <laughs> and so we'll start the match off dry, you know, and then by the end of the match, it's like. Our palms are like full-on Swamp City. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's hilarious. But I'm sorry, guys. I I don't mean to uh, go on a tangent, but I, I'm not used to freaking Okada's pants yet. I'm not. So, so you won't be sporting these for uh, for Long Beach? No. I, you know what? It, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think I could cosplay, cosplay as Okada. Someone needs the giant Buddha bees for sure. So, yeah, I, I would probably <laughs> cosplay as Goto first before Okada, <laughs> just for the beads. Um, this was—I thought this was a—you uh, know—once again started off slow, but ended up being a good match towards the end. I thought. I felt the opposite about this one. Really? Um, shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was a five-star match as soon as he took off his mask. Uh, no, but I, I felt like uh, you know they've been. They've done a really good job of building up Okada, Sonata, and building up Sonata to be a true contender because he's adding moves to his moveset. Um, He's taking stuff away that we've seen before, like the Paradise Lock. And so... Which I hope doesn't go away. He'll still do it in six-man tags against, like, you know, Team Taguchi or something like that. Right, but this is a more serious Sonata, and and just the fact that he's been doing promos and... um, like, I know, uh, New Japan, you had me for a second. I thought you guys were going to be courageous. I thought I was going to see Sonata's champ in Long Beach. But, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, so for me, this was match of the night. Uh, there were so many good things to like about this match. Um, just from Okada being a prick in the beginning and, and just kind of like kicking his head. And then Sonata getting his receipts later on and kicking his heads to the crowd cheering like the crowd popped for that so yeah they were playing the crowd so well and uh everything was so good well you know it's funny sonata the sonata okada match makes me think of her whenever hiromu uh faces will it's like you know that crowd wants hiromu to win and i always feel like it's so disappointing when he doesn't 
And again, you could tell that Osaka crowd were cheering for Sonata at some point when they thought he could win. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I like I said, it, it wasn't match of the night for me personally, but I, I thought it was good. What'd you think, honestly, about the uh, Sonata's uh, entrance? Oh, that was badass. That was that was in uh, Alistair Black territory, for sure. Y- you and guys, course, you guys were the first like... ones I thought about. <laughs> it, made, it made Alistair's uh, entrance look like garbage. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Whack. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to choke you out tonight. I swear to God. So, so we're, we'll be doing a video portion of uh, the Fighter Hayabusa show tonight. <laughs> How to do a choke on a little girl. <laughs> and then she turns the tides and, and beats your ass. <laughs> so what do you think about the way that um, uh, Okada ended the show? Kind of you know, uh, saying that he was going to be part of the New, Japan, New Japan Cup this year, as well as challenging fellow Chaos member uh, Will Ospreay. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really confusing because, you know what, I'm sick to death of Will. Um, I know he's very athletic, but today's match, all you know, solidified my opinion of him that he's very, to me, he's more of an acrobat than a real wrestler. I don't buy his big, like facial expressions. Um, he's very Olympic figure skater to me, not like a high cl- a world-class wrestler. And I don't know if I'm ever going to feel differently, but and so Okada's challenge him, it doesn't get me excited at all. I think it'll be a good match. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about Will Oscar today and just like, why do I not like him? And I respect him. I think he could pretty much... I'm so impressed with his athleticism. He's almost like a muscle mimic. Where I think he'll watch video and want to do a move. And he could do, He could probably do every move that's done by the New Japan roster. But the question is, should you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Hiromu can't do, like, a lot. You know what I mean? He could probably only do a fraction of what... 205 roster could do, but then he doesn't need to because his character is his character and his moveset fits his moveset. I've always believed less is more, if that makes sense. Sure. I'm, I'm curious to see what, what Okada can do with a match with Osprey. You know, Okada's been really good about bringing out matches, you know, good matches out of certain people. And, you know, it's a very, very different match that we're looking at between the two of them, but I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of layout this match actually gets. I can't, I can't say that it'll be good. I can't say it'll be bad, but it'll definitely be interesting. No, I think it'll be good. No doubt. It's just, uh, you know, it's always interesting to see a, um, light heavyweight or cruiserweight change their style up to be in the heavyweight division. Yeah. I, I think he could, he can, better serve his character and, and his matches if he just went a little less is more. Um, you don't have to bring all your shit. But mind you, but I'm saying that after the fact that that match was my favorite of the, of the entire show. But um, I do feel he can rein it back a little bit. But 
yeah other 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 than that i i thought it was a pretty decent show um nothing you know blow away stellar um match of the night or any or um match of the year candidates but uh i definitely thought it was a decent show this morning yeah i would uh, i would have to disagree with you i, I thought sonata okada was really good I'll, I'll put that on my list for match of the year candidates and you know begrudgingly i'll put will Hiromu on there too but again my bias is because Hiromu didn't win so <laughs> yeah i know i like the card a lot yeah i thought it was really solid uh, i mean well the four matches we we the three of us just seems like we watched the same four matches um we might catch up to the other ones later but yeah i thought the uh, okada sonata match was probably the best sonata singles match i've seen and um he the potential's there and this match showed it and he it was a really good event for him it's more of a, a you know setting up sonata for the future i hope yeah, I definitely don't think we're done seeing Sonata as a uh, as a heavyweight contender um, at all. I think I think we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more from him, and you know, I, down the line, I can definitely see them putting the title on him. Yeah, I would like to see them put the title on Sonata. Um, to me, tonight's card showed me that Sonata is the key player over Evil. And I know Great Puma will disagree, might disagree. Well, no, I don't disagree about that. I just think that there's still that main story of Naito eventually getting the title. Because that has to happen first. I just feel like he's pretty much going to play out what Okada has played out, where he failed at Wrestle Kingdom and then is probably going to main event Wrestle Kingdom again to finally win it or win it at another major card after trying a few times. And, and so I think that just makes the character stronger, as it did Okada, because he failed against Tanahashi a few times before he won it. So I don't know. I think Sonata's next in line. <laughs> you know, as much as I do think that they'll put it on Sonata at some point, I, I, I think you're right, Puma. I think they need to give Naito the big win, and the, that big win has to come against Okada. You know, if they flip the title to somebody else and Naito beats that guy, I don't think it's a strong enough win. I think he has to actually beat Okada for the title for him to be elevated to the point where he should be. And I think the next step for Sonata would be to have a, uh, a more impressive G1 run. Uh, oh, he could just, win G1. Just the fact that, you know, <laughs> he had a weak G1 didn't give me... Uh, a good indicator that he would actually win tonight, even though they did have me in the match. But, you know, I don't think New Japan wants their a new champion to emerge that had a, a crappy G1 just they like... have a crappy G1. It was okay. He was like 6-6 six, six or something like that. He had six this, it means average. Yeah, that's it's not good. <laughs> it's not good if you're going to be champ. But that's a good idea, having him win the G1 first. Or maybe, you know, a new Japan Cup down the line. Not this year's, but maybe next year's. I think he's ready. Promo-wise, <laughs> looks-wise, charisma-wise, oh, yeah. popularity-wise. Oh, yeah, and looks-wise. <laughs> oh, that other reason, looks-wise, Instagram-wise. Yeah, don't forget Style don't forget his suit, his suit attires as well. I know. I, I, I don't forget. If you guys, so if any of you see me in a blue suit, the really floppy uh, pocket square, it's no coincidence that, you know, it looks like Sonata's. I'm just saying. With no 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 socks. 
with dress shoes. <laughs> right, right. If I have a, like a faux hawk, it's it's just pure coincidence, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for this episode. Um, we will be back hopefully in the next couple of weeks as we start to shape up for the Elimination Chamber and our build to WrestleMania. Until then, I am Mascara de Fuego. I'm Chupa Kick. I am Great Puma. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until all are one.